everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Adam Hildebrand alongside Tiger head coach Josh Blankenship. Uh, coach, obviously last week was tough. Uh, as that game progressed, uh, who did you see in terms of some players kind of stepping up and, and keeping heads high, kind of kind of pushing guys through, even though that wasn't obviously the way you guys wanted that game to turn out? Uh, I thought our quarterback stayed poised for the game. Uh, I thought uh, Jamison Mejia up front, uh, I thought he stayed poised. Um, our running backs all wanted to keep going out, keep playing. Josh Wilhite's always steady. Uh, he's probably, and that's why he's a captain, but the warrior that he is, uh, that never changes. Um, so defensively, I thought Demarius Thomas really battled and had a, another good game up front. Um, you know, it's kind of hard when you're getting beat that bad to sit there and find the, the good things. But one thing we didn't lack was, uh, um, our effort. Um, you know, our, I think our defense was out there, uh, 110 plus snaps. Um, and nobody wanted to tap out. I mean, we had a couple of concussions, um, but outside of that, the guys wanted to keep going out there. And so when they're giving you that, uh, you know, obviously you want to play better, but, uh, we got to coach better. There's all kinds of things that go into play there, but giving us the effort and warrioring uh, all the way to the end till the buzzer runs out, that that says a lot to me. You mentioned Demarius, and he's a guy we haven't talked about a ton just because his part of his job is kind of to set up other defenders right. to make plays. What does he bring to the table uh, in, in terms of kind of being the, the guy in the anchor in the middle of that defensive line? Well, it's, uh, you know, like you said, you don't all the time get the accolades because a lot of time your job is to spill something out to a guy that's supposed to make the tackle. Um, I think that that commitment to, to continuing to develop his technique and his craft and his responsibility um, when you don't necessarily get all the sacks or the strip sacks, but you're you're playing sound defense, and that's what he's really bought into, and it's it's been fun to watch him grow. You know, another guy who ended up stepping up and making some big plays uh, last week was Alan Scarborough, came yeah. in at, at corner and uh, had a couple – passes broken up, had an interception. Um, he hadn't played that, you know, those extended snaps right. over the course of the season really at corner. So how impressed were you with his ability to, to not only play well, but make several plays over the course of that game? He's one of the highlights of the season for me. Uh, he was playing running back last year and, and somewhere in the spring because of our depth at running back, not a knock on Scarborough, but because of our depth at running back, uh, trying to find a way to get him on the field uh, more. And uh, corners where we decided to do that, and he was all in on that. Spent all summer uh, learning that position, and then I told him a couple weeks ago. I think he had knocked down a couple of balls, uh, you know, uh, pass breakups. Uh, I think maybe the Westmore game, maybe the one before, and post game, I told him, "You are slowly becoming one of our best cover corners. Just keep doing what you're doing. It's fun to watch." And then for him again in that game to make plays. Um, over and over again, and in the scheme that we're in, those guys, you know, opposite of what uh, some other positions plays. A lot of times those DBs are on an island, and uh, for him to be poised up and make the play in those moments was big time. Yeah, he's he's not the biggest guy on the field, so how does he kind of overcome that, especially in a in a situation where he is by himself sometimes? Yeah, trusting his technique, um, you know, not having uh, poor eyes. You know, if he's in man, keeping his eye where eyes where his eyes are supposed to be on his man, uh, maintaining great leverage and, and, and position, body position, and then – He's got a knack for making a play on the ball at the last uh, second as that ball's coming into the receiver. And, uh, you know, that can be taught and that can be learned, uh, but there's some instinct that he has there that's been pretty cool to tap into. Uh, Enid coming up this weekend. Uh, you guys and Enid are potentially setting up to be fighting for a playoff host spot to host a right. game in the postseason. Is that something you address with the team at all, or is it pretty much just business as usual? Uh, you know, there's a, there's a blend of both, but primarily it's business as usual. We're going to have a one and no mentality. And the only thing we're thinking about is, is beating Enid this week and doing the things that we got to do to go play well and, and put ourselves in a position to win the game against Enid. 
Um, I'm sure our guys are aware. I know our coaching staff's aware. We've been uh, discussing about as we're getting closer here, you know, what needs to be done to play that game at home. Um, well, you know, it's no coincidence that beating Enid is a huge part of that, and right. it's it just so happens that they're our next game, which makes it pretty easy to stay locked in on what's important. Uh, Friday night after the game, I noticed Caleb Barnett go over and, and to help an injured teammate. Uh, it was you know after the handshake line, and he was basically helping guide him back to back to the locker room, kind of through the crowd and stuff. Uh, what does that say about about him and, and him as a person after a game like that to to think of somebody else first and and help him help him out? Uh, it's rewarding um, because that's ultimately. Um, a foundational fundamental thing of what we're trying to instill in these guys is to be selfless players. Um, you know, that stuff carries over. It's not cliche. It's not some cheesy thing that we're trying to teach. Uh, when guys become selfless in all facets, um, imagine what that does. We're talking about Demarius, you know, being selfless enough to stick with this technique and make sure he spills something to a guy that's going to make the tackle. Uh, those things are also evident in stuff like you saw Caleb doing and post game in that locker room after getting your butt beat like that, you'd think it, uh, you could probably just try to imagine what that would be like, and it would shock you to know how many guys were going around making sure one another were okay, ready to go to work again. Uh, and then the group of the guys that stay and sweep and clean up the locker room because they know it's important to leave that place better than before we got there. Uh, a lot of times when things don't go your way, uh, you know, a lesser personal checkout on the things that are, you've said were important all along, our kids aren't doing that. They, they're still locked in on what's important. That's Broken Arrow Tiger head football coach Josh Blankenship. We'll be back with more in just a moment. This is Inside Tiger Football brought to you by Ribcrit. Right now, get $200 from TTCU Federal Credit Union when you open a new checking account with direct deposit. What would you buy with $200? Cars, race cars, my own apartment, 100 coloring books, and a puppy. Or maybe some groceries and a tank of gas. $200 for whatever works for you from TTCU because life is better in balance. Hey everybody, welcome back to Inside Tiger Football brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Adam Hildebrand alongside Tiger Football Head Coach Josh Blankenship. Uh, Coach, you got you got three weeks left over the course of this regular season before we get into to playoff time. Uh, what would you most like to see improve over the next three games here? Consistency. Um, you know, we've had uh, games where we, we've played really well on defense and then self-inflicted things on offense. We've had games that we've played really well on offense um, and then, uh, you know, played poorly on defense. Uh, I think the Westmore game was probably the only one here as of recent that we've, we've really put it all together. Uh, I want to see that again. Um, this is um, the time we need to start clicking on all cylinders. This, you know, like you said, three games going into the playoffs here and this is where I want to see all our young guys not be young guys anymore. Um, you know, a cohesive unit that's used to playing together. Um, you know, you're always going to have injuries and you're going to have uh, different things where other guys and new guys or fresh faces are going to have to step in and rise up, And you know, at the end of the season. But that's football. And uh, this group's been together now going into week eight um, the whole time. And, and so I'm anxious to see them go out and start performing as a, a whole team again. You know, how important is uh, individual player leadership to that, uh, you know, in addition to what you guys are, are trying to get them to do as coaches? You know, individual leadership's big, but when you've got group leadership, um, you know, an accountability of, of what we believe in culturally, what we believe in, how we prepare, how we practice, how we um, how we treat the beginning of a game, uh, pregame, how we, how we start fast, how we start a second half, how we operate at halftime. Um, if you've only got a couple of individual leaders, um, that stuff, there's no carryover. Um, so to me, more importantly, is is a group consensus. And if you've got a core group more than you've got a couple individuals, you got a better shot, which is why I'm encouraged because we do have that core group. 
That's Broken Arrow Tiger head football coach Josh Blankenship will be joined by one of his colleagues when we return in just a moment. This is Inside Tiger Football brought to you by RibCrib. Recently, you've had to put your life on hold, and we're with you in this. At Ascension St. John, we're now open for appointments, and we are fully prepared for your safety in our care. As we open our doors again, our doctors, nurses, and care teams will continue to wear personal protective equipment. We've taken even more steps to clean and stringently disinfect all areas. We will maintain distancing in our waiting rooms and will continue to limit visitors. And we will still screen all staff to protect their health and yours. Our emergency rooms are here 24-7. Please do not delay care. We're still delivering babies and performing surgeries. And we're open for your appointments, from specialists in surgical care to routine care and health screenings. Ask us about virtual visits. Ascension St. John continues to care for you, as we have been for almost a century. Thank you for trusting us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. Adam Hildebrandt back with you. Josh Blankenship joined by Justin Pruitt, who is over the uh, the offense as a whole, but also the offensive line. Uh, so let's let's kind of start from from that perspective. Uh, did, did you play line when you were a player? Uh, how, how did you get into the offensive line game, so to speak? Yeah, I did. I did. I've been an offensive line guy my, my career. Okay. So that's what I started off at in high school. So I kind of continued on with college and what my passion is. Okay. Where'd you play in school, in college? I played at University of Central Oklahoma. Okay, very nice. The the, the Bronchos. Yes, sir. Um, so offensive line, you know, I, it from from the layman's perspective, you get in a bunch of guys' way and try to shove guys around. Obviously, there's a lot there's a lot more to it than that. So, what are you know what's something that's a little more nuanced in terms of uh, the cohesiveness between those five guys up front, six or seven, if you've got tight ends uh, that people might not realize. Um, you know, no offensive lineman ever does anything on an island. Anything that you do affects the guy next to you. Right, so whether it be built into scheme or built into concept by personnel, right? Everything's done with a purpose. I would say, I would say that it's it's tough to be tough to just be a physical freak on the offensive line. It's more about playing, knowing the guy next to you. Uh, you know, you've got different defenses that are going to throw different things at you. Uh, three front, four front. For the wide receivers, they obviously have to know zone versus man, but those guys up front are going to have different linemen, different linebackers coming at them depending on what that front looks like. So how difficult is that on a week-to-week basis having to go over different formations that you might see? You try to front load as much as you can, right? So everything we see structurally throughout a season should be something we've at least looked at you know, in the summer, fall camp leading up to. So nothing's necessarily new. It's just repackaged. Right? As long as they've seen it, they can be comfortable with it and communicate through it. And Jameson Mejia is a guy who hasn't been playing offensive line all that long, uh, but he's in the la- that left tackle spot, which is one of the, one of the most important positions. Uh, how has he kind of grown into that over the course of his time there and, and what makes him capable of playing that position? He's always been a, a, physical, a physical kid. Um, you know, whatever position he would have played on the field, he would have been physical, tight end, defensive line, whatever. Um, so he's kind of embraced that fact that he's gained weight, um, he's really worked on his craft, he's worked on his technique, all of those things kind of factor together to make him a functional kid. Um, the fact that he's a tough kid and he's a hard worker too, you know, those things are absolutely necessary to be a good offensive lineman. You know, you've got, uh, you, you had a new starting quarterback this year. You, you had played two quarterbacks. One of them was just a sophomore. Uh, Caleb Barnett is just a sophomore. Caden Jones is a freshman. So you, you've got some younger guys that are in playmaking roles on this offense as a whole. Uh, 
how challenging is that to to bring all those guys along together? Because we know it's unique playing as a young player, but now you're trying to fit multiple young players in on the same offense and, and make it cohesive. Yeah, you just have to build continuity um, throughout the season, right? Like it's it's never gonna be it's never gonna be a perfect thing when you start a season with a bunch of young guys, right? You can have pops, you can have flashes, you can have guys do great things, right? But the only way to replicate you know, the only way to replicate the feel of a game is to give them a football game, right? So, you know, in my opinion, having young players early in a season can be tough, but by the end of the season when they start to find their roles and they start to get familiar with each other, um, that's when you start to to really see the successes, right? So, you know, young athletes, young good football players, there's no question, right? But time together as a group is really the key to success. Talking with offensive coordinator and offensive line coach Justin Pruitt, uh, let's let's round you out a little bit away from football what do you what do you like uh i like fishing outdoors things i go hiking with my wife things like that they do a lot of camping camping, camping. It's, I, I got the the pop-up trailer out of the garage for the wife to use uh starting starting <laughs> tonight she's taking the kids for fall break uh, so i'm and i'm obviously staying behind the call the game tomorrow so i like i like to hear that that's, oh, yeah. that's good uh what, what's the hat? Bad boys for life. Uh, it's a mantra we have, right? So we kind of made a decision whenever I first got to, to Broken Arrow, right? I, I let the offensive line kids decide on what they wanted their, their slogan to be. And this is what kind of leadership decided on, something we break down on, something that we kind of ride behind, right? So every group is going to have their own their own thing, right? Something that they kind of rally behind, and, and this is ours for the offensive line. Well, looking forward to seeing the bad boys in action uh, tomorrow against Enid. Coach, thanks for the time. Yes, sir. We'll be back with more in just a moment. This is Inside Tiger Football brought to you by Rib Crib. For families who like to build their wealth while staying liquid, we have flexible rate CDs to keep your funds working hard, even when you're not. First National Bank of Broken Arrow. The right balance. Welcome back. One final time to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. Big thanks to Coach Pruitt for joining us just a moment ago as well. Uh, we hit on Enid a little bit earlier. Uh, didn't really dive much into uh, you know who they are as a football team. Uh, Rashawn Woods is the head coach over there, a name that people within the state will certainly know. So it seems like this is a group that's been getting better and better over the last couple of years here. That's kind of Rashawn's MO. Uh, he'll take a group that maybe isn't used to experiencing a bunch of success, and then he stays consistent with what they're doing, whether it's, it's their offseason prep, their – uh, getting those young kids, you know, in youth football, middle school football, uh, engaged in off-season programs, and uh, really the cliches, the vertical alignment he's really big in uh, or big on. And then uh, scheme-wise, they're they're not overly complicated in what they do, offense or defense, but they're very sound in what they do, and they're very well coached in what they do, and they don't get uh, too outside of themselves, um, you know, creatively. And I don't mean that as a, a knock. I mean that as a compliment. They They stay within who they are. And just based on what I watched last year throughout the season, how much better they got throughout the season, uh, they've done that and carried that over into this year. Um, I think they had, I heard somebody um, say that they rushed for the second most yards against Jinx that have ever been rushed against Jinx at their place. Um, I know they beat Westmore last week in a, a nail-biter 9-7. to nine to seven. I think they hit a field goal to, to win it. Um, so they're, they're playing really good defense. They're running the ball really well. Um, and, and they take that plan into into each week and, and continue to improve their guys. Uh, Broken Arrow wins Thursday night if what? 
uh, we play our brand of football. Um, if, if we uh, come out with uh, lackluster efforts or lack of focus or we're self-inflicted issues, um, then, you know, that's when you're going to have uh, difficulty. If we'll come out and do us, uh, the way I watch us practice every day, every week, um, but we do it under the lights when there's an opponent across from them that wants the same thing we want, uh, we'll have success. That's Broken Arrow Tiger football head coach Josh Blankenship. We've got Broken Arrow hosting Enid uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow. We'll have it on AeroVision with Spav and Madison and I on the call. Coach, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. That's, been, that's it for this edition of Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rivergrip.